Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona. And, and the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweeds Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at tumbleweedhealthcenter.com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Hey, Bestie, I'm on the show right now. She's texting me. I'm going to tell her right now. I'm on the show. Want to come on air? Um, It is, for the Bestie, uh, it is radio show time. And um, what is it? Three days till Christmas? Holy. Yeah, mind-blowing. That is crazy. (laughs) Three days till Christmas. Well, I hope y'all ready. If you're not, I hope y'all have your bong hits ready at least. Oh boy, it's cold outside. It's baby, it's cold outside. I don't know how it goes. Anyway, I'm not even gonna, not even gonna do it. Thanks, pal. You have a great one too. Happy weekday, Wednesday. Three days till Christmas. I'm still snacking on my goodies. I love it. Every year I get cookies in there. Well, I get actually, I get all sorts of stuff. But my favorite things are the, um, they're like rice cookie treats, but made with, um, like, bran flakes or frosted flakes. I don't know. Freaking awesome. And then red hots on top. I love those. Woo, more red hots. All right. Whoop, whoop. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday. Um, almost the last show of the year. Almost next week is. Um, wow, it has been a heck of a year, heck of a couple of years. We are getting down to the end of this one. Hoping. Ooh, I got some new bells too. Take them out of the box, so <laughs> that might be, be nice. <laughs> um, hoping that next year is healthier, better, safer, funner. All of the herbs, if it can be. Oh, and they're individual. So I have to put them on my own string here. So anyway, nice little sound. Merry Christmas. Okay, just kidding. Just kidding. But seriously, Merry Christmas. And it means, you know, I always like to figure out what everyone's meaning of Christmas is. So anyway, I just like to have the fun of it now <laughs> with all the lights like Halloween. But I love my friends and um, I love my family. as well. My friends are my family. So yay for friends and family and holidays, fun times, food times, way too much food. 
All right, let's see what's going on in the world of weed, and hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully our show will will stay our show for the for the whole time for the duration. So we're gonna get cozy here, and we're just gonna read some news from around the world. Weed world, weed world. I stop. I've been making hash. I smoked them this morning. Can you tell? Mm-hmm. Mm. Water is so good in the desert. <laughs> it's good anywhere, but man, it's so good here first thing. I don't know, even during the night, the air here kind of just sucks it out of you. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. Um, so here's well let's let's think Tumbleweed Cell Center at forty eight twenty six East Broadway Boulevard. Let's get some shout outs before we just jump all into everything here. Um we have been doing certifications for over ten years now. I know, totally mind-blowing. It's been really, really awesome. And the medical program is still going strong. If you want to get certified, come on down, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. We're open six days a week for certifications, except uh, we will not be open this Friday or Saturday for the holidays. So we hope you all enjoy some rest and, you know, people are working hard out there and maybe need a day off. So that's what we're going to do. We are going to take two days off. But then there's the good leave for, uh, to see here. 6224 East Speedway Boulevard. We're over there by Bookman's. Right and literally we share their wall. And we love Bookman's. They're really awesome. And we made a really pretty store. So come see us for all your hemp and CBD needs. All right. Um, let's see. If you want to get certified, you can get certified and let's, Read our list of conditions that you can get certified for. If you go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com, you can check that out. You can book an appointment right there. Um, you'll have to let us know how the new booking – here, I'll click it myself. But no, I'm not even going to fool with that right now because it could crash our show, literally. Anyway, let us know how it goes booking online. PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy, HIV, hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis, and you're eligible for a medical cannabis card if you suffer from just the treatment of something. So if your ailment's not on this list here, Although chronic pain covers a lot, the seizures cover a lot, and muscle spasms do also cover a lot. Um, but if your list isn't on here and you're getting treated for something that does cause something that's on here, like migraines or anything like that, wasting syndrome, you can get your medical card right here at Tumbleweed. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate. Uh-oh, did the commercial stop? If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. 
Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification, health, and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. We do have our uh, information down at the Good Leaf as well. They're at 6224 Speedway. Go get some hemp and CBD. Tell them uh, Weed Stay sent you. You get a 10% off if you tell them Weed Stay Wednesday sent you. All right. Um, <clears throat> then we've got some really great stuff there. In fact, we've got some stuff I need to bring over because it's awesome. Um, we've got some really cool backpacks. People are loving those. Just sold uh, almost, we have one left at Tumbleweed, so you better hurry up and get there and get get the cool hemp backpack. We've got wallets and backpacks and um, all sorts of nifty little carriers. And then uh, pretty soon we'll have some hats and beanies and more backpacks. So check it out. Um, let's see here. What do we got going on? All right. Let's get our seats together. Just kidding. Uh, where are you guys? All right. If you want to call in at 646-915-8421, press 1, and I will know that you want to call in, and I'll see this little hand raise. It's the cutest little thing. They upgraded the program all the time. They took away my background um, for my um, chat scene, which was aw- it was an awesome background. I had, like, a little nature scene in a field with cows and butterflies and birds flying and cows grazing, and it was really sweet and serene, and now it's just, like, Gray screen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, looks like Grand Island has joined us. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about out there. Welcome, Grand Island. Or is it more like this? Yeah. Yuck. All right. We are just getting ready to read something. Um, so this is something that, uh, yes, I'm over 21, way over um, this is something that someone said to me once um, because they were impressed with um, the ash color of the cannabis that I grew. And um, I don't know if it's true or not, uh, but he said that because it was white ash, it was better quality. So I thought, hmm, okay, let's check it out. So here's, a, here's an article that just popped up for us today. Does white ash equal quality cannabis? Leafly asked the expert. All right. We're probably all familiar with the belief that cannabis flower burning to white ash, quote, indicates it was grown right or is otherwise but a good bud. Similarly, we likely all know the old school belief that holding in a hit gets you higher. If you cough, you don't get off, (laughs) which was disproved by research over 30 years ago. So if the long-held belief that holding in hits gets you higher is not true yet persists, what about white ash? Is there something about bud that burns to white that makes it better than bud that burns to black? <laughs> that could be a new song. Leafly reached out to a team of cannabis experts, researchers, growers, and patients to try and ascertain what truth is behind the beliefs around white ash. Let's find out. You notice, like, I really like that. All right. Common white ash theory. Before turning to the experts, Leafly wanted to see what folks were saying on social media about white versus black ash. I don't know. 
any of y'all have an opinion out there, you can um, blog in. If you're signed in, you can blog. Um, if you call, if you call in, you can hit number one, and then you can tell me what your opinion is. Mm-hmm. I'd never thought about it before. My friend said something to me. So, all right. Before turning to the experts, here we go. We saw three main responses. <clears throat> People who felt a growing step called flushing was the cause of white ash and a sign of good bud. People who felt it was a measure of moisture in the bud, too moist bud equals black ash, and people critical of the entire premise. <laughs> Quote, a properly grown bud flushed of nutrients with water for the last 10 days of growth will give you a white ash when the bowl is cached, said Jake Sassaman. Quote, I used to think that was the case, but I have come to learn that it may not be indicative, actually, of residual salt, completed cure, or otherwise, said Demetrius Daniels. Quote, my layperson's understanding is that is a rough measure of remaining water content, said Jay Reynolds. And quote, for us old hippies, white ash is not a factor. Smoke to the last hit, as long as we can get high, it's good, said Janet Benequisto. <laughs> Smoke, yep, there it is. Smoke to the last hit, as long as we can get high, it's good. <laughs> Go, Janet. Go, Janet. That's awesome. The dank diplomat and star of Netflix cooking on high, uh, now Bellum, I don't know how to say your name, sorry, said, I haven't noticed that white ash tends to indicate better bud. Uh, Tappy DeFresne, a longtime cannabis patient consultant who formerly worked at the historic early collective champ, added, quote, white burning ash from anything burning indicates a clean combustion. You can think of campfires you may have watched. If the wood is green, it leaves chunky charcoal. Um, the flushing controversies uh, swirls. While there is some divide over what white ash signifies, there is pretty wide consensus around the importance of weeds growers' common practice called, quote-unquote, flushing. Uh-huh. <clears throat> What's flushing? Hydroponic indoor growers flush the plant for the last 10 days before harvest by only feeding water instead of a nutrient mix. Dufrense compared flushing cannabis with water to tasting uh, to fasting for people. It forces any stored nutrients to be used up by the plant and trigger a, a push to ripen. While Dufresne supports flushing, she also notes, um, quote, even well-flushed flowers that are rushed through the drying and curing process will not burn perfectly. That is right. Don't rush that. So what does research say about flushing? Dr. Robert Flannery, Dr. Rob, an expert in cannabis biology, said there isn't much research that supports this concept and pointed to a master's thesis which found flushing, quote, to be ineffective in removing any significant amount of nutrients from the bud. Dr. Rob is co-authoring the Cannabis Growers Handbook with Ed Rosenthal and Angela Baca, which we have, uh, which which will be released uh, this September and delves deep into the flushing, how it's done, and if it actually does anything. Wow, so there you go. i got to get to reading that book. It's huge. It's so big. It's so scary to me. (laughs) But I go in and I thumb through it and look through and see what I need. Josh Werzer, the president and co-founder of SC Labs in California, said he, quote, personally can taste a poor flush when smoking flowers, quote. All right. Okay, while the majority of cannabis growers flush and it is a concern for some consumers, others wonder 
if black ash may be the result of too much water rather than not enough. Despite being able to taste the difference in flushed versus not flushed flowers, Wurzer at SC Labs was clear that, quote, black ash is a sign of incomplete combustion, adding, quote, I'm not aware of a plausible explanation that a cause of poor combustion would be a poor flush. Wurzer listed the potential reasons for incomplete combustions, such as, one, too much moisture in the flower, as is the case with a poor dry and cure. Uh, two, a poorly rolled joint. Well, yeah, that, that could be it, seriously. <laughs> and three, or a really resinous flower. Wurzer said, taste not ash color uh, is, quote, probably a better indicator of good bugs. I like that. Um, white ash may not have as much to do with the bud itself, but how it is smoked, specifically in a joint or a blunt. SC Labs Wurzer explained the science behind joints burning more. Joint blunts also heat the material that is about to be burned, vaporizing both the resin and moisture in that part of the bud, which means that the that two of the major contributors to an inefficient combustion and therefore black ash are removed from the equation or at least reduced before the part of the joint even combusts. Additionally, uh, words are noted that the airflow is much more optimized for an efficient combustion in a joint versus a bong or a bowl. Wait a minute now. Hmm. Why not in a bong? That's all air. Come on. That is why pipes tend to turn black while joints burn white. It really comes down, this is the bottom line, it really comes down to if you like the smell, taste, and high, not the ash, it seems. White ash on its own is an inefficient proxy for quality. There's too many other factors at play. I mean, cigarettes burn pure white, and no one's Instagramming their camel lights. Oh, my gosh, that's funny. I think maybe some people are when they're really drunk. So if it burns white and you like it, great. If it doesn't, if it doesn't, that can be okay too. And there you have it. White or black ash. I don't think that had anything to do with it, but it just sounded good at the time. All right, what's going on, Grand Island? Let's see here. Cannabis news. Um, this we're gonna get a little bit of news from Leafly. Okay, let's see. Let's look for some CBD news. What is, oh no, you know what? There was something. (laughs) Leafly's top stories of 2021. There it is. There you go. While COVID was still grabbing headlines in 2021, the uh, the weed industry was flourishing. More states like Arizona open weed stores. Other states like Montana, New Jersey, and New York inch closer and closer to opening weed businesses to consumers. And all kinds of new products like Delta 8 and Delta 10 came onto the market. At the end of 2021, 18 states have recreational cannabis and 37 states have medical cannabis. Holy cow! That is crazy. That's so awesome. Ha <laughs> ha! The legalization dominoes are continuing to fall, but prohibitionists still have sway in several states. Sorry, we'll get there. We're getting there. 37, kids. That's awesome. Legalization news continues to capture our readers' interest as well as the interest of our entire nation. And 
Leafly's editorial team was there to cover weed politics and culture's biggest moments from legalization to weed trends, strains, current events, and more. Check out our top stories of 2021. <laughs> 2021 was the year of the novel cannabinoids. Delta 8 stole the show in 2021, but did you hear about Delta 10 and THCO? Mm-hmm. Products with these no- uh, novel cannabinoids flooded the market in 2021 because their gray legality makes them more accessible to consumers in states where other types of cannabis are against the law. You know, on a side note, what I don't get is if your state's legal for cannabis altogether, then why would it be illegal for any of this stuff? It's cray cray. Um, our new, let's see. That, what? Oh, okay. Our news team kept busy in 2021 covering legal cannabis, uh, or covering cannabis legalization, all the harebrained ideas and wild trends happening in weed. Whose idea was it to create the weed version of cocaine? No. Why are blunt wraps getting outlawed? And sadly, it's only a matter of time before Amazon starts selling weed. Oh, geez, I bet that's right. I bet that's true. We also covered which states will legalize next in an analysis of U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's federal weed bill. And Republicans start to get in the weed game. No, they've been in it. They didn't start to get in it. They have been in it for a long time. All right, I guess these are just little snippets. Um, so let's see. Let's check it out. Um, what strains are people smoking in 2021? That's interesting. We predicted that uh, what seeds and strains we are all likely to see more of at the beginning of the year. Covered uh, actor Seth Rogen's new weed brand. And if you haven't read it, check out our monthly strain series on the hottest in Cali pot, Leafly Buzz. Um, well, let's see. Let's fight. They're not, they're giving us all these little things and I didn't do my homework. So here we are. All right. Hold on. We'll get, we'll get that news. Um, what is, let's see. What is THCO? We've run into that recently. Let's read. Meet the THCO, a hemp derived compound three times stronger than CBD. What? Here we go. Yeah, this guy's smoking looks like he's <laughs> three times stoner. <laughs> Is that a word, stoner? That was a good hash this morning. In recent months, a synthetic compound derived from hemp called THCO, acetate, often referred to simply as THCO, has quickly gained popularity among Americans who don't have access to legal cannabis. THCO's appeal lies in its potency and its legal status. Research has found that it's roughly three times stronger than conventional THC. It has been called the psychedelic cannabinoid for its borderline hallucinatory effects. Because it's derived from federally legal hemp, THCO products are becoming increasingly popular in the states where consumers don't have access to legal state-licensed Delta-9 products. And now that Delta-8 THC, its trendy cousin, has been outlawed in some states, uh, <clears throat> across the country and flagged by the DEA. The THCO star may rise even faster. Well, not if we're reading it on the radio show and the feds are listening. Hi, guys. Oh, they got volcano. Don't worry, it's coming. 
And now, while the THO products like vape carts and tinctures are available for purchase online, both their legal status and their safety remain unproven. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Although many of us only recent, recently heard about THCO, the U.S. military began studying its effects as long as ago as 1949. Of course they did. <laughs> they observed it eroded dogs. Oh, it eroded dogs' muscle coordination twice as much as conventional Delta 9 THC. So wait, they weren't trying it. They were giving it to dogs. That's lame, sissies. Sorry. You know what I call on that one, Silver Sister. Um, <clears throat> the THCO didn't appear on the DEA's radar until nearly 30 years later. In 1978, DEA agents discovered a clandestine lab in Jacksonville, Florida, had combined a cannabis extract with acetate and hydride. But over the following 10 years, THCO did not enter the illicit market. Since it didn't seem to be a growing problem, the Federal Drug Agency declined further investigation into this unusual compound. <laughs> Today, the production of THCO acetate is raising concern among some in the state licensed cannabis industry. To generate the molecule, a highly flammable compound called acetate anhydride is added to THC molecules. Who even thinks of this crap? Sorry, who's sitting around like trying to light THC molecules on fire. Smoke your weed, man. <laughs> the process involves a series of extractions that begin with hemp, the low THC cannabis plant that was made federally legal by Congress in the 2018 Farm Bill. First, CBD is extracted from raw hemp. Then Delta-8 THC is extracted from the CBD. Uh, finally, acetate anhydride is added to the delta-8 THC mo molecules to make the THCO acetate. Experts say this process should only be done under controlled laboratory conditions due to the health risks involved. <laughs> Don't make THCO at home, you think? Quote, the process of making THCO acetate is inherently dangerous, the renowned cannabis researcher Dr. Ethan Russo recently told Hemp Grower. This is something that's got to be done in a technical lab with a vacuum hood and no exposures to humans. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, if you do want to buy Delta O, always buy, never do it yourself. Some THCO retailers have echoed Russo's warnings on their own websites. Please don't try to make THCO on your own, cautions the Honest Marijuana Company, an online seller of THCO products. The process requires special equipment, advanced training um, to get it right. And volatile, flammable, explosive chemicals are necessary. Don't try this at home, kids. It's not worth your life or your home or your eyebrows. And you're probably going to ruin it anyway. So be done in a lab where it's safer. If you want to use THCO, always buy, never DIY. Never do it yourself. If produced successfully, THCO acetate resembles a thick brown liquid similar to motor oil. As such, it can be consumed in vape cartridges, tinctures, and edibles. Is THCO safe to consume? A lack of research and a profound lack of regulation based on actual <clears throat> data means that mis uh, mysterious about THCO acetate are uh, mysteries are prevalent. 
Okay. Beyond its potency, researchers have concluded that THCO acetate is a, quote, prodrug, quote, meaning that the compound is not activated until it has been metabolized. It takes 20 to 30 minutes to kick in. James Steph Stevens is a cannabis researcher and uh, chemist. He's investigated the effects of THCO as part of his work for Ironlight, a cannabis product and brand consultancy based, uh, consultancy based in Missoula, Montana. Uh, James cautions that there are wide variations in product quality right now. Early in the compound's commercial emergence, if you're using low-quality extract material and low-quality regions you bought online from Alibaba or whatever, you're likely to get way less pure of a product than if you're using clean and pharmaceutical grade regions and do a lot of downstream purification steps, uh, steps he told Leafly. <clears throat> What's in these products? Huh. Um, Stevens regularly reaches out to THCO acetate producers online. When they send him testing results, he is alarmed by the lack of specificity. Specifics. It's 10 to 15 percent unknown there. I ask, what's the rest of the stuff? And they say, we don't know. That's what usually shuts down the conversation. Um, and uh, with any vape cartridge sold outside a state licensed cannabis system, there's always a concern about uh, potentially toxic additives mixed into the cannabis oil. Uh, these thinning agents have caused serious health problems in the past, and there's nothing to prevent unregulated companies from adding them without informing consumers. Furthermore, Stevens noted that smoking the molecule in a vape cartridge invites another host of questions, since combustion can activate other chemical processes. We just don't know what happens, uh, but you can't run around saying any of this stuff is safe, we told Leafly. Hmm. Well, you know what is safe? I'll be blazing and smoking it, about to go and get some munchy snacks Passing up on those cracker jacks, Reese's pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda pop, cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys, yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride, I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa, can I take a 65? Seville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos, I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's, and then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEAs would be like, ah, oh, they got volcanoes I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking
about the science of marijuana? What you know about people suffering from glaucoma? They need it. They need it. It helps them with their condition. If you don't believe me, then just ask some eye physicians. Thank your granddad for voting for that guy, Richard. Nixon is the president who made the plants illegal. But science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal. Alcohol and tobacco, pharmaceutical prisons. I'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers. They're making money day and night, all those motherfuckers. And bribing Congress out of sight, all those motherfuckers. They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy. I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits and they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interests. I call that getting swindled and pimp shit. I call that getting tricked by the government. That law's hella old. So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control. Peak game, look into my political telescope. Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't. Not hella won't. Hey Obama, stop being a hypocrite. You used to smoke weed, run and make hash on my break. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So we were reading. Let's get to reading. Let's finish our little story here um, about THCO. Um, yeah, be careful. With Basically, they're saying be careful with what you with what you buy out there. Um, you really do need to know where it's coming from. And I don't like chemical processes myself. Because <clears throat> what chemicals are they using? Are they organic? Are they good? Are they bad? you know, where they get this stuff. So, anywho, let's keep reading. Um, It's potent, so go slow, they say. Hello, kitty. Um, Stevens is likewise worried about the adverse reactions to the THCO acetate uh, could have larger repercussions for the legal, a legalization movement. Uh, My biggest fear, he said, is it just takes that first overdose to cause the equivalent of a satanic panic or whatever you want to call it. That's true. That is true. Um, Overconsumption of traditional cannabis has never directly caused a death um, in humans. With a compound three times as potent as Delta THC, however, there's a risk of consumers imbibing in too much THCO and suffering through some unpleasant effects. Of course, high-potency cannabis concentrates like Dabbing oil, wax, and chatter have been legally sold for many years, so the risk of a bad trip with THCO, uh, THCO we got to change that, uh, is, we'll call it T-O, no we won't, uh, is a relative, is all relative. Is it actually legal? Well, it depends who you ask, of course. <laughs> uh, producers of THCO acetate products say they're protected under the Farm Bill 
passed by Congress in 2018 because the molecule was derived from a chain of custody that began with federally legal hemp plants. But even they seem unsure. As Binoid, a top seller of the compound as well as other derivatives like Delta 10 and HHC, admits on the company's own website, that's actually hard to say. As for their competitor, Barely, like Bear, Barely Legal Hemp, uh, hemp Company, um, their name says it all. Some experts, however, believe the compound is not legal. They cite the 1986 Federal Analog Act, which states that any substance analog to a Schedule One drug, in this case conventional THC, would itself qualify as a Schedule One drug. But that argument could be similarly used to argue against the legality of Delta-8 THC or perhaps even CBD. It all depends on where the line between uh, analogous and non-analogous is drawn. Um, State laws and regulations scrambling to catch up. As with products containing Delta-8 and Delta-10 THC, products with THCO exist in the marginal legal space between hemp, which is uh, legal nationwide, and cannabis, which is not. State regulators and legislators are currently playing whack-a-mole with the growing number of hemp-derived compounds, banning novel compounds only to see new derivatives take their place. This is true. In legal adult use states, cannabis regulators are by and large ignoring these hemp-derived compounds because they don't fall under their strict regulatory uh, laws. Local police and health authorities have more pressing matters like violent crime and the coronavirus pandemic. In the meantime, some state licensed companies in legal states are becoming more concerned about unlicensed hemp-derived THC products undercutting their market and tarnishing the reputation of the cannabis sector uh, with potentially unhealthy products. Until THCO and the other hemp derivatives come under a state-regulated system, consumers will need to weigh the risks and benefits of these compounds for themselves. Hmm. Yeah, so, you know, if you're questioning it, don't. That's probably a good sign that you shouldn't. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, you got to be careful and you got to, you know, we don't, we don't carry these kinds of products because they're not, um, they're not, I don't, I don't trust that we don't trust the testing and that they haven't been on the market very long. And it was like the, remember the whole vitamin E thing in the, in the vape pens that was causing death to people in the, yeah. So um, we don't want to experiment that much. I think there's enough good in the plant itself. <laughs> yep. Amen to that. Yep. There's enough good in the plant itself um, to, to just use the plant. There you have it. Um, but everybody likes that high. That's fine. No judgment there. Let's see what's going on. Um, Leafly, we're on Leafly now. Let's go. Let's get the oh high times. This is what <laughs> the cartel. I heard a car. Who's out there? Um, the cartel's ditch pot and opium fields for synthetic drugs. Mexico Defense Secretary says. Hmm. Interesting. Whoa. And there's pictures of like big bad guns and bricks of things probably cocaine oh yeah there it is with the cocaine flower it looks like flour on top but it's probably supposed to be cocaine the governments of both mexico and the u.s admit that legal cannabis is hurting cartel crops as the wholesale price per pound of legal cannabis plummets in some states like we heard last week it was like two to five hundred dollars 
a pound <laughs> uh, boarding Mexico, cartels in the country are shifting to more lucrative drugs like fentanyl and other synthetic drugs. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, announced this week that fentanyl is now the leading cause of death for Americans aged 18 to 45, thanks in part to criminal uh, criminal involvement in multiple countries. That's awful. Um, Texas is the only state bordering Mexico without adult-use cannabis. Um, And it shows in the prices. Mexico's cartels once relied on organic farms of puppies and cannabis to produce drugs, but the times they have changed. Illicit cannabis eradication in Mexico was slashed in half in recent years, aligning with the timeline of pot legalization up north. Mexico's Secretary of Defense General Crescencio Sandoval said that for the cartels, cannabis and other organic drugs like opium-rich poppies are out and fentanyl is in. Um, the, associated, the Associated Press reports that, according to Sandoval, seizures of fentanyl soared 525% during the first three years of President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrigado's reign, who took office uh, 2018, compared to the previous three years. During that time, law enforcement seized uh, 1,232 pounds, 559 kilograms of fentanyl between 2016 and 18. And 7,710 pounds between 2019 and 21. Holy crap. The reason for this switch is that the bottom line improves when cartel operations shift from organic opiate to synthetic opioids, which are cheaper to produce. Quote, there was a change in consumption. There was a change in drug markets due to the ease of producing synthetic drugs, Sandoval said. Cartels no longer have to pay for manpower to grow poppies and slowly scrape the opium that oozes from the poppy bolts. The same could be said about the growing, trimming, curing process for cannabis. But the synthetic drugs don't originate from Mexico. Mexican cartels can order fentanyl online from Asia at wholesale value, then cut it up into doses ready for the street. Labs also produce drugs like meth, which is also more profitable than organic cannabis or opium. Quote, the laboratories that have been discovered or seized in this administration have had larger capacities which has allowed us to see a larger quantity of methamphetamine products, Sandoval said. Meth seizures soared from 120,000 pounds in 2016 to 18 to nearly 275,000 pounds in the last three years, a 128% increase. On November 18th, a record-breaking amount of meth and fentanyl were discovered being delivered from a trucker at the Ote Mesa Board of Entry in San Diego, according to a report by the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Southern District of California, border agents found 17,584 pounds of methamphetamine and 388.93 pounds of fentanyl in the truck. Um, wow. Uh, according to Mexico data matches recent documents updated on October 14th and compiled by the Congressional Research Service, CRS, which operates within the Library of Congress, working directly for members of Congress, quote, despite early supply chain disruptions, U.S.-bound illicit drug supplies appear to have returned to pre-pandemic levels. Illicit fentanyl flows in particular uh, uh, appear to be thriving, CRS reported. Just a year earlier, the CRS admitted that legal cannabis is particular, uh, in particular is hurting cartels in another document. Quote, authorities are projecting 
a continued decline in U.S. demand for Mexican marijuana because drugs other than marijuana will likely predominate, <clears throat> CRS wrote. Quote, this is also the case, too, to legalize cannabis or medical cannabis in several U.S. states and Canada, reducing its value as part of Mexican trafficking or organization's portfolio. Well, that makes sense. Meanwhile, Mexico Senate is on track to endorsing rec- uh, recreational cannabis. Still, some cartel operations plan on selling cannabis, legal or not. The Daily Beast reports that the Sinaloa Sinaloa cartel are already working on infiltrating the legal pot market in Mexico. According to cartel operatives, it's unclear how the cartel plans to move forward, such as muscling its way into licensing, which I'm sure they've already done. Hello. Well, that's interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Yeah, we have good weed here now, thank God. We have good weed here. We don't need that anymore. God, that was so gross back in the day. You'd look at it, you'd get this crap we call swag, and you'd pay for this, and you just, it's like, it was like dirt. And you're like, and, and we're smoking this? <laughs> and we did. Oh, where are you guys? Are you on THCO now? All right. Okay. Australia rejects psychedelics for therapeutic use. Okay. Well, that's interesting. All right. Let's give a shout out to Canna Health Online Digital Magazine. You don't have to go anywhere but where you are to check out the more interesting news. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals, profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. That's right, and for all you blogging out there, I stuck that over there in the blogger section chat section. Um, and if you want to get on down to Grower's House, we can go to growershouse.com for all your growing needs. Uh, go to 3635 East 34th Street. Go check them out. Tell them Weed Day Wednesday and Tumbleweed sent you. Also, if you want to go see our new shop called The Good Leaf, it's at 6224 East Speedway Boulevard. Check it out. All sorts of awesome products. Thanks to Silver Sister for getting all those in. Um, and we've got more coming. Like I said, there's a big old Christmas box at Tumbleweeds I need to bring over, I think. Right? I don't know. But we're going to have cool, more cool hemp stuff. People are really liking the hemp backpacks and the wallets. Um, they're really awesome. And there's little hemp bags, um, like little zip zipper bags. Not necessarily a wallet, but you can put, like, coin, you can put your coins in there or credit cards or whatever. But they're really great. And... Um, We've had some great sales over there with um, Charlotte's Web stocking stuffers. People are coming over for the little tiny, little tiny balms we have for 15 bucks, and then we've got a, a smaller lotion uh, for 20 bucks, and they're great little stocking stuffers. Um, so yeah, check those. It's right next to Bookman's Speedway in Wilmot, and that would be the southwest side. Woof. Boy, directions around here. When I first moved here like 20-something years ago, 
somebody told me to go north on some road, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Is that right or a left? <laughs> oh, boy. You can get lost out here real quick. All right, let's see what else is going on. Uh, Tumbleweed Cell Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard, open six days a week for certifications. Come get certified. Book your appointment right online. Um, and again, let us know how our new booking uh, software program is going. The other program we had switched over, so it's not our fault uh, if it's not doing well. Oh, I accidentally just pushed a button. There we go. Uh, let's see here. All right, PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, all seizures, including epilepsy. Uh, they can't list them all. Uh, HIV, hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, which goes through to dementia, uh, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. Let's see here. So you can get certified. Also, if you're getting treated for something, it's not on that list. Uh, chronic pain will probably cover it. Um, but if it doesn't and you're getting treated for something and you're taking a medication that's causing something on that list, then you can go ahead and get your card. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430, and we'll be sure to help you out. All right, New York City supervised injection sites calls for Biden support. What? We're talking about weed here, not injections. No. Uh-oh. But a majority of cannabis CFOs think Biden doesn't support cannabis. That's not good. Oh, here's something good, though. A whole plant cannabis extract reduces epileptic seizures by 86 in small study. All right. Young patients were given whole plant cannabis oil that contained about 5 milligrams of THC each day, resulting in a majority of the subjects having <clears throat> a reduction of seizures. A small study of children with treatments re resistant epilepsy has found that whole plant cannabis theories uh, therapies reduce seizures by 86%, according to research published recently by the journal BMJ Pediatrics Open. See, folks? There you have it. Research. Done. Studied. Published. Find it. Read it. To conduct the studies, researchers collected retrospective clinical data from caretakers and clinicians of 10 children with intractable or drug-resistant everything. I think we might be live now. Maybe we're there now. Are we there now? Are we there? Can you hear me now? Okay, you're back. All right. Thank you, everybody.
I want to say a lot of really bad words right now, but I'm not going to. Thank you, Silver Sister. Um, we were talking about full can of oil for kids. When the patients were given <clears throat> the whole plant cannabis oil containing THC, CBD, and other cannabinoids, as well as compounds, including terpenes and flavonoids, the frequency of the seizures decreased by nearly 90%. Quote, seizure frequency across all 10 participants reduced by 86% with no significant adverse events, the author of the study wrote. The dosage of the cannabis oil was determined by each patient's physician. On average, the children in the study received about 5 milligrams of THC per day, although they did not get high from the medication. Parents reported results to researchers by phone or via video conference calls. Few adverse effects, including aggressive tiredness, including ex oh, excessive, aggressive, excessive tiredness before exact dosing was determined. Um, quote, all parents reported that the whole plant products were well tolerated and the children showed improvements in their mood, behavior, eating, and as well as substantial improvements in their cognitive and mental abilities. Uh, said study author Rayan Zafar, a fellow at the Center for Psychedelic Research and Neuropsychopharmacology at uh, Imperial College London. The research also revealed that using the cannabis oil resulted in, in a dramatic reduction in the number of other medications taken by the patients in the study. At the onset of the research, patients were taking multiple medications only, or daily, a figure uh, which declined significantly after treatment with cannabis oil uh, was begun. Quote, participants reduced use of anti-epileptic drugs, uh, epileptic drugs from an average of 7 to 1 following treatment with medical cannabis. Although UK uh, Home Secretary Sajid Javid, now the Secretary of State for Health and Social Care, announced in 2018 that cannabis medicines would be available to patients with an exceptional clinical needs, so far few patients have received a prescription from, oh, so far few patients have received a prescription from the National Health Service. The authors of the studies, quote, noted significant financial costs of 874 um, euros a month to obtain these medications through um, private prescriptions and believe that the data collected on whole plant cannabis therapies provide evidence to introduce such medications into the NHS under current prescribing guidelines. Quote, such a move would hugely beneficial, uh, would be hugely beneficial to the families who, in addition to having the psychological distress of looking after their chronically ill children, <clears throat> have also to cover the crippling uh, financial burden of their medication. Dr. Kevin Chapman, a neurologist at the Phoenix Children's Hospital and spokesperson for the American Epilepsy Society, said that more research is needed and warned parents not to try to medicate their children with cannabis from a dispensary saying, it's still buyer beware. There isn't enough evidence to support using these products at this time, especially instead of prescribed epilepsy treatments. Uh, the authors of the study acknowledged that there are risks treating young people with psychoactive compounds, but noted that commonly used medications for epilepsy also have serious side effects. Dr. Peter Grinspoon, a primary care physician, at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston and a board member of the advocacy group uh, Doctors for Cannabis Regulation, who was not involved in the study, noted that worries about how cannabis therapies may affect children should be considered in the context 
of the risk associated with their commonly used medications. Quote, I'd imagine that any concerns about the use of THC in a pediatric population would be at least in part alleviated by the drop-off anti-epileptic drugs, many of which have side effects, Grinsfood told UPI. It is not difficult to understand why there is such a determined parents movement in support to access cannabinoids for pediatric epilepsy, he said. The researchers noted that the individual dosage and blend of cannabis oil was tailored to each patient by their doctors and warned against using the medication without proper supervision. Medical oversight is important, Zaffer said. We encourage parents interested in using these medicines for these children to approach clinics and discuss their option with their physician. The authors of the research cited several limitations of the study, including using data that was retrospective and relieved in caregiver recall, although parents often kept diaries for recording seizures and documentation of their experience as they occurred. They also noted that the study was not randomized and did not include a placebo group which, uh, with which to compare results. Researchers also cited the small sample size of the study as a limitation, but noted that the results were consistent with other research. The authors called for further study into the benefits of whole plant cannabis products for epilepsy patients who experience seizures. A report on the research, um, medical cannabis for severe treatment resistant epilepsy in children, a case series of 10 patients, was published December 14th by BMJ Pediatrics. All right. Wow. And that actually got us to the end of our show. Thanks for hanging in there, folks. Wow. Thanks, Silver Sister. Thanks, Grand Island. Thanks, John Boy. Thanks, Elizabeth. Oh, that's good night, John Boy. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Um, We might have a guest. I'm not sure. We can check. We can find out. Uh, We will find out. We'll check. And we'll see. And we'll let you know. It'll be on uh, TumbleweedHealthCenter.com. You can check that out. Or you can just give me a second here, and we will find out. Uh, no, doesn't look like we have a guest next week either, so we're just going to have a good, fun holiday holiday party over here for Weed Day Wednesday. Rolling out the new, rolling in the new year. It's just a whole lot of it. Thanks for tuning in, as always. Be smart, be safe, and educate. We love you guys. Can't believe it's almost the end of the year. Merry Christmas, Bestie. Merry Christmas, everybody. Make sure you have your bong for the holidays. Have that bong. We'll see you next week.